Hello and welcome to Threads, the show about clothes and those who show, sew, and pose in the fashion world. I'm your host, Katie Rosendahl. According to USA Today, with recent events, the sleepwear business is finding a massive success with many working from home and opting for comfier clothes. The Adobe Analytics have found that sleepwear sales have increased nearly 143%. Not to mention that in recent years, sleepwear has evolved to not only be clothing that you wear to bed, but also out on the streets. Today, I have Talia Schlesel, a local sleepwear designer for the brand Evewear, which has been featured in Vogue, Nylon, and many more, while also maintaining a sustainable brand. Talia, thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, I first wanted you to start off by describing to us what Evewear is, because I think it's an interesting concept. So Evewear is a sustainable sleepwear brand. Um, some might consider it loungewear because like you said, you could wear it day to night and all the styles are really transitional for the modern woman. You know, we're not, we don't have typical jobs anymore. You, you know, you can work from home. I mean, everyone's working from home right now, but you can work from home in normal time. You can work from home and just go from meeting to meeting, event to event in the same garment. It's all 100% cotton. Each style is also for a different personality type. You know, I used to design for other brands. And even when I was in school, I went to Parsons. And you have to know your customer really, really well. And you have to know everything about her. And you're really taught to really narrow in on who the girl you are dressing is. And while that makes a lot of sense in theory, in reality, it always really bothered me because it's saying that we're, you know, these one dimensional beings. And I believe like for me personally, I'm very girly, but I have been a tomboy my whole life. And that dichotomy of the different sides of myself inside of me I never really fit into any of the any category and I don't really think anyone does and so I knew when I designed my own clothes I didn't want when I met someone inside to know right away that she wasn't a customer like I didn't want to meet anyone and ever feel like they couldn't resonate with at least one style. So we have the tomboy, we have the free spirit, we have the girl next door, we have the princess, we have the goddess, we have, I'm just like looking at all them right now. <laughs> we have the sweetheart, we have so, a different style and personality ranging from dresses to shorts to pant, pant like sets to short sets to rompers to jumpsuits. You know, I wanted to make such a wide range collection that everyone, it would find a home everywhere. And, you know, fashion has always been this pretty inaccessible thing. I'm from New York city. I was interning from 16, 17 at really prestigious places and I had a glimpse into this world that was really exclusive. And while I felt like cool and lucky and grateful to be at these places, I acknowledged that privilege of being a part of this world that so many people couldn't access. And yeah, and sustainability has always been something so important in my life. My father has run energy and waste business my whole life. So it's not something I even really had to look up to know about. It was something that was just always a part of my life, recycling, you know, knowing your output into your environment and making sure it's positive and 
I just working for other people, shipping overseas, working overseas, you know, making so much wastage, whether it be fabric or trim or whatever it is, it always bothered me. And I just knew I was going to do it differently. Yeah. <laughs> and so you said that you worked at, you know, other, you, or you designed for other brands and stuff. Um, why did you decide to specifically go into sleepwear? Uh, it's along the similar lines as the customer thing, whereas I felt that uh, I would design clothing for people and they would wear it and it was so beautiful and, you know, I loved all the pieces, but it was something that they just, you buy with all of your hard-earned money and then you just hang it in your closet. And I felt like I wanted to figure out what people wore more than anything and actually engage with people with my art or this thing that I was creating. I didn't want it to be something that people just hung in their closet and waited to be back, brought back into rotation. And also me personally, like I was always the nerd in the full outfit set. Like I've always been that way. My mom's that way. And she, she just always got me sets. And so I was always in sets and then it just evolved. Like in college, people would think it was so funny that I was in these pajama sets, but it was just, I don't know. It makes so much sense. You grab a set, you put it on, you don't really have to think about it and you feel good. You look cute. You know, whoever comes into your house, you're not like, ah, I need it. You know, you're just, you're fine. Right. That makes sense. And, um, how would you say like your, the, your other experiences, um, have helped you to where you are? Well, every experience, no matter what it is in your life, leads you to the next path. And I view Ivor in that way. You know, so we try so many things. If it doesn't work, we pick something else. If it works, we keep going. It's like the same thing. You know, every place I was, every experience I've ever had has kind of led me to the next thing. And if it works, you keep going. If it doesn't, you try something else. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, where, where would you say that you draw most of your inspiration from? Um, oh, that's always such a hard question for me because I have always been someone that I like believe in blinders. I really don't want to know what anyone else is doing. And that's not because, um, I don't, that's purely because I don't want to be distracted. I like have a very strong inner voice and I've, I just feel like if you're really caught up in what someone else is doing, you're not going to put out your best work. And so inspiration is hard because it's like, it really comes from my life and what I interact with my friends, what I want to wear. Um, I love, I, well, when I like, when I'm doing research, I typically will look at like really old catalogs or just things that are so dated that, and take elements and inspiration from things like that, where, you know, quality is so much better back there and a detail, a, a ruffle, a ruche, a, any feminine flair. I just like to build on that and help make the feminine physique, like body shape look the most complimentary really. So it's really what someone wants to wear or feels confident and comfortable wearing. And that would, you know, make them look good at the same time right yeah it makes sense because if you're you know designing sleeper you want people to also just feel you know comfy and stuff so mm -hmm. i get that that makes sense and uh what would you say like how do you go about creating a piece 
in what way what do you mean um like what what do you like look for or what is like your process i guess um first i spent a lot of time sitting and drawing probably for like two weeks just trying to get as many ideas as i can out there Mm -hmm. and then once everything is drawn out on paper I'll like pick my favorite ones or the things that I think will do best and I'll draw them on the computer. And then once they're on the computer, I'll figure out, you know, what I need next, you know, what trims I should go look and source, which fabrics I should, I will use all hundred percent cotton. So it's like, do I want to make a solid? Do I want to make a print? Um, and then that just keeps going. And then you work with your pattern maker and then you get samples and then you work with your grader and you get a marker and you go to the factory and that just <laughs> going, keeps going. <laughs> well, um, so you, you've mentioned that, you know, you guys, and I've mentioned that you guys are, um, sustainable. Um, do you want to explain what that is? Cause I realized some people don't know what that is still. Yeah. I mean, totally. And like, we started two years ago and it's so crazy to see the difference in two years to even two years ago, which is nothing, a blink of an eye sustainable was not popular. It was when I would tell people that I was having a sustainable brand, people didn't really get it. People thought it was like secondhand. People didn't really understand that they're beautiful, new, never touched before products but we're conscious about our output and our with the environment so our fabric we use all dead stock fabric which means it's fabric that already existed in this world so to make fabric to begin with you have to hit really high minimums which means you're always going to have leftover fabric and most people most designers just keep it in warehouses try to use it in future collections or sell it off And also even to get that fabric made, it's so much resources are wasted and it takes a lot of, you know, um, like the process is not good for the environment necessarily. I mean, depending who's making it. Um, but so I wanted to use stuff that already existed in this world and give it a new life. So it's never before used or worn fabric. It's rolled up in the rolls and, you know, kept in plastic and safe in warehouses. It's just, no one really knows about it. And so I go, I go find these random places in the middle of nowhere. I literally just drive around. If there's a sign that says cotton, I just walk in. Amazing. <laughs> I like that. And I, and so I source fabric that way. And so, and then we, use, and we do everything locally. So everything in our process is in less than a five mile radius. The farthest our garment is going is to your home. <laughs> So by keeping that local, we, you know, lower any of our emissions and things like that. And then we work with factories using trade, fair trade practices. You know, we're paying premium price for a premium product. The price we give our customer is a wholesale price because we're doing direct to consumer. So, yeah. And, you know, we're just really conscious of everything we use that we're not creating anything new. I like that. And like going off of what you just said about like prices. Cause I know a lot of, 
um, there's a lot of opinions on like not saying specifically your brand, but on other brands being a bit like pricier. Um, and that's why a lot of people don't want to invest in sustainable products because of that number, I guess. Mm. But how would you defend those brands and, and prices? I mean, it's quality over quantity, you know, Amazon, fast fashion, Zara, H&M, Forever 21, all these business, these big businesses have kind of ruined the buying experience and the buying habits and purchase habits of customers. You know, we expect things to come in two days. We expect to get the lowest price possible. Like I'll even see on these sites, it's like a shirt for $19.95 and then a shirt for like $19.90. You know, like people will choose like the five cent lower and they're doing that on purpose. You know, it's, it's a mental game that they're playing with you and, and they're making, and it's just, you know, again, quality over quantity, we're not jacking up our prices for nothing. And we can break down for you what everything costs us from cotton being more expensive than synthetic fabrics, trims with quality fat, like our buttons are made with natural, beautiful, um, what's the word I'm blank. Sorry. Um, the quality of the buttons, you know, the horn that's used things like that. I mean, I don't use horn, but you know, a lot of designers will use very expensive quality buttons and things like that. And that doesn't cost nothing. You know, all these things add up. It's your pattern maker, your grader, your fabric, your trims, your then production on top of that, how much it costs to get these things made. It's, it's no one is jipping you. I mean, obviously there's brands that are hype brands and that are jacking up their prices because they want, it's also a mental game, but I really believe sustainable businesses have an ethos that, you know, we're not trying to trick anyone. We're giving you prices. That is just what it costs us to stay around. And it's so unfortunate that the buying habits are so bad because in the long run, you know, studies came out that we, we wear each of our garments of clothes seven times. And that was in like 2000, I think 15. And that is crazy. Like you need to get a nice piece of clothing and wear it as much as you can. And it will not, it will just mold your body better. It will be more comfortable over time. It would, you'll just have so much positive engagement with your products that you have, you know, you won't have to go through your closet so much throwing out masses of clothing and not even know where to put it. And then when you find a plate, find a place to either donate it or something like that, you know, it's just going to end up in a landfill. Right. Right. It's, you know, quantity over quality. It's just, it's sad and unfortunate. And right now these companies are doing so well because they have the big, they have the power like Amazon to get you what you need in a circumstance like that. And definitely there's certain things where, you know, it's imperative. We, you get them either for your safety or your health, but things like clothes don't need to be such mass produced and so cheap and so disposable. Right. Right. Well, and you don't want to buy something and then like a week later you have to buy a new one. So I feel like yeah. that makes sense. Amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, in recent years, there's been a lot of, um, like all over, um, 
media and stuff like that of celebrities going out with their you know pajamas and stuff like that and people are trying to do that i think especially with like working from home it's been a very popular thing now um to have like cute pjs and stuff and go out um how would you encourage someone who may be nervous about stepping out in public with like pjs well it really depends on what you buy some styles don't look like pajamas at all you know, and some you slow, you know, you could wear the top with, and just throw on jeans or you could wear like the bottoms and throw on a top, you know, it's like, it's all based on your personal style and what makes you feel comfortable is ultimately the most important thing. You should never experimentation is obviously fun and important to evolve as people, but at the same time, you should never wear anything that doesn't make you feel confident and comfortable. So, yeah, and I just, you know, there's certain styles, like I said, like the top I'm wearing doesn't look like pajamas. Oh, yeah. But... (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't look like pajamas, but then I definitely have pieces like... hmm, Let me find something here. Like... I mean, I'm, I don't even know what to pull out because they can, like... Yeah, no, because I... Yeah, like, that doesn't... Yeah, I see that. Yeah. And there's yeah. cute pants, so it's really what makes you feel good. Yeah. I, you're right, you're right. And um, so a bit of a fun question here. If you could custom make something for anybody, who would it be? Oh, wow. Alive? It could be alive or, <laughs> or not. I've always been obsessed with Frida Kahlo. Mm-hmm. So that would be really cool. Um, I'm also the biggest fangirl of Chloe Savigny. Savigny, never know how to pronounce her name, actually. Um but she's dope and cool and an icon and a style icon. I've always looked up to her and just like her spirit and air. Um, so she would be really cool. Nice. Very nice. Um, all right. So moving on a little bit, um, what is it like running your own company and brand? Never turns off 24 <laughs> seven. I was just talking about this with my friend last night. And she was saying her work is pretty minimal right now because it's, you know, it's from home. And I was like, imagine working for someone else right now. It's so chill. <laughs> but when you're working for yourself, it never turns off 24 seven, seven, yeah, seven days a week. It's my dad always says the money saves with one eye open It never, you never stops and it's always in the back of my mind no matter what I'm doing and I love it because it gives me agency to create my own destiny and you know empower people and my employees and it's really fun and creative and I get to make what I want to make and engage with people I would have never met before amazing people and so it's really fun it's a lot of responsibility though it's like more definitely more responsibility I've ever had in my life but it's really amazing experience. I just found my Frida Kahlo cup holder. I love it. Oh. 
<laughs> so what would you say is the best part about, because um, I guess the challenge would be you don't really get a break, but what would you say is the best, the best part of it? I guess I could also say you don't get a break. It's, you got to do it all the time and it's really fun and it's exciting. And I've pushed myself in ways that I never thought that I could or be comfortable. I was, oh, I was never really good with putting myself out there until I like started showing Igor off in school. Like I've always painted my whole life. I always drew. I I never showed anything I ever made. It was just very vulnerable for me. And it's been really interesting and scary to put myself out there like this, but, and then good things happen. And so it, it gives you confidence to keep going. I love it. And, um, what advice would you give to someone who wanted to start their own brand? Hmm. I would say always follow your inner voice because every person and their mom and grandparent and in the world is going to give you what they like their opinions on everything. And if you stay true to your vision, it's just going to lead you in the, the best, you know, destiny for yourself because you just, ha- and it has to be like a strong inner voice, like knowing what you want. If you're not really sure about an idea, it's probably not going to work. You have to be really confident in what you believe in and what you want to do. And it, yeah. I love it. I love it. And um, is there anything that you have been working on currently? I know it's kind of a weird time, but. Um, I mean, like you said in the introduction, sleepwear is really popular right now. So thank God we've been, you know, it's been really busy. So I've just been so busy and it's, it's welcome busyness. You know, it's amazing to be able to connect with so many more people. Uh, I was, I was making mat. we put masks up on sale and I was hand making every single one and it just got so crazy that I had to put them sold out because I had to make like 55 in one week. And so I have a week off right now. And then next week I'm going to put them back on sale because of high demand, which is amazing, but it's a little stressful because right here is my little, where I make all of them. I set up with tables, the fabric, everything. Yeah. So, and I literally don't speak to a person for like the entire, like I, a week went by and I was like, oh my God, I should call my friend or (laughs) or, like I, you get so in it. So I'm really excited, but nervous for next week because we're going to put them back on sale and, you know, we're donating the proceeds to different charities and organizations to help out right now. So while our business is doing well, we're able to give back at the same time. So that's been really exciting and it feels really good to help because, you know, being a clothing designer, I struggled with what can I do right now to help. And in the beginning, it felt very toned up to just post and act like things were normal. So I, we started putting out these emails, which were each week focused on a different topic of wellness. It was nutrition. We did fitness. We did a bunch of different categories and they were, you know, informational, cute newsletters about things to do in this time. You know, what types of food you should be eating to stay healthy, what types of exercises you could do at home for free, you know, things like that. And that was my way of engaging my community in a positive way. 
and being sensitive to like the unknownness of the world, you know, and now that things have not normalized, because obviously this is a global pandemic, things are not normal, but now we kind of understand our routines and what makes us feel good. You know, we have the things where we know not to do because they might make us nervous and things that we're comfortable with. Um, so then we transitioned into masks. I just don't, you know, we're going to be wearing masks for a while now. So, you know, I just have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, give back at the same time. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, um, is there anything that you wanted to promote? or anything i mean everybody can check out beware which i love the website by the way it's really got a beautiful aesthetic um i would promote and it doesn't have to do with beware i think just like on a personal level that you know we all are able to be supportive of our community and the people close in our lives you know if you've never tried meditation it's a good way to you know, turn inwards and focus on keeping yourself conf- like calm and positive during this time. You know, we're people. It's hard for me to be like, I want to promote out my new collection. Like, no, we need to fix our, you know, make sure that as a community and personally we're okay and we'll all be okay and things will go back to normal. It's just scary. Awesome. That was a great, great end to it all. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate for for you coming on Zoom today. Um, I, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, (laughs) This has been uh, Katie Rosendahl for kpcradio.com.